campers. Welcome to Camp Good Boys. Oh, we did it. Woo! We made it. Party! <laughs> yeah! The strike is over. Yeah! This industry is still going to be harder than ever. Wait, no, it's so, so much harder. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but for a brief moment. Yeah, we, yeah, we made it. Hot labor, hot labor summer's hot over. Hot labor summer. <laughs> Writers emerged victorious. And we're still going to get disrespected. Oh, yeah, no, we're gonna, no, no. I mean, the anger over this strike <clears throat> is going to really, it's going to last. It's going to last. But I will say, um, drive, <laughs> driving, driving home uh, from the airport on Monday morning, even the homeless people under the... 405 overpass. They all just seem so happy. It's it's so funny that the strike ends at 12:01 this morning. Like, yeah, it was this morning, right? So yeah, it's a, I, I never understood that. Why? Why at 12? Like, I mean, nobody can do for, anything then. Wh- <laughs> really, I, don't know. I was like, come on, no notes. Let's go. Uh, where's my call? I mean, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I mean, uh, not to sound like a totally arrogant douchey, but you know, my phone's burning up. Oh, Wires really? are burning up. Yeah. I think I'm gonna. I might go back as early as Monday. Oh, there you go. Wait, you were with that? Is that for uh, Outer Banks? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, but listen though. Congratulations. I mean, the feature writers, man, they got some rather significant gains. Well, I, I haven't really looked through it because I mean, I never looked through contracts anyway. <laughs> but is it like just show me the bottom line? What did they do for AI? I didn't even see where that section. Uh, was. <coughs> the AI. I, I mean, again, I, I unlike yeah, like you, I just read the numbers. Um, but I, I've, I've been significant, uh, significant. Um, Gains and protections around AI. Actually, real protections around AI. This is a this is a full throated victory for yeah, the writers. No, it's, it I mean, it's like really it. shocking. I mean, in terms of, um, you know, I guess we got you know fifty percent of what we asked for. Uh, I mean, like, I mean, I mean, fifty percent. Like at the beginning in May, we were offered. It was going to be like it was going to roughly equate to about eighty nine million dollars. A year. I mean, a, I mean, an eighty-nine million dollar gain a year for three years. Right. So I round it up, like roughly, like three hundred million. But now with this new deal, the numbers are. It's roughly going to be about two hundred and twenty-five million dollars a year every year for three years. So like six hundred million bones, baby. Come on, celebrate. <laughs> But uh, yeah, we if re- you can get a job now, if you can get a job again, like, I, you know, I, obviously, I mean, the deal was announced on Sunday night. I was in a bar in New York City. Absolutely toasted. Um, oh, what time was it? Because I was in a, I was at uh, where was I? I was at uh, I was at the movies. I was seeing uh, Das Boot. So oh, I, was, nice. I, was, I was in a submarine. Oh, you were uh, at yeah, the wow. bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. So I had my phone off. I always shut my phone off. And then when I got back, I saw it. But so that was like. That was probably like ten thirty. So you were in a bar. It was like two thirty. Uh, it was like one thirty in the morning, maybe. I don't mean it was maybe a little bit earlier. I don't know. I mean, I I feel like it was around midnight my time. I don't know. I was just, I was very excited. I I, I, had, I had had a sense that it was coming. Obviously, it was every day they were meeting. I mean, again, it's amazing what you can accomplish if people just get into a get into a room. Yeah, seriously, that that should have happened in July. Yeah. Or may right, right, right. Just let's just get down to brass tacks. I mean, I'm not again. Uh, you know, look. I think everybody had a plan. I, 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 you know, these things. This thing was preordained. And I will, I will walk away from this saying that the studios wanted a strike. Right. They got it. 
Oh, because they wanted to clear their slate. I think so, yeah. Right, right, right. Which, I mean, I, I kind of get. Well, but I mean, at the same time, no, see, it's fucked up. See, this is, what's, what's, this is what's going on in the industry is that they're just not, they're not buying as much because they, they want to, like, back in the 90s and 80s, they were buying everything. Right. And then you have these slates of, like, Super Farts 3. And it's like, <laughs> we bought that, but then we're not going to make it. Right. So then COVID happened, and I feel like they got really frugal. They're just like, if we're buying something, we're making it. No more of this, like, endless development on, this, right. on all this shit. And now they had the chance to do that again. But at the same time, it's just like, practice what you preach. Stop buying so much shit. I mean, I'd love for them to keep buying everything. But like, look, I think, look, they I burned, think they, they just burned through so much. Fuck. They're, they're really uh, uh, dealing with the fallout of, the, of like the Don Simpsons of the world. For like, sure. We need more Jerry. We need, more, yeah, we need more Dons and more Joel Silvers. I, look, I do think like there's like the before and the after strike. So before this strike, it was peak TV. And after this strike, it's no more peak TV. Right. I mean, again, like all, I think honestly clean. I mean, I think they were, I mean, I think they were clearing their slates cause I do think they all made a fucking bundle in COVID like huge amount. The profits are rather, were rather insane for the, some of these. Wait, how'd they make money in COVID during COVID? Just with all the people being at home, oh, right, like the right, numbers, right. I think they just, was like, they're, 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 they're uh, again, like, I think there's going to be a whole rethink on streaming. I mean, I think I think the I think the um, the jig is up in terms of its profitability. It's not. Right. Um, well, Tech in Hollywood was a bad. That was a bad. So it is a bad it's idea. Like, I, it's like Ike and Tina. Oh my God, it's terrible. <laughs> it's just not a good. It doesn't make it. No, and I think people are wise to tech. You know, I mean, I think the quote unquote disruptors, and I hate that term. Right. You know, they don't really. I mean, again. Look around. Look around the economy. I mean, Airbnb collapsing. Like yeah, I, won't, I don't like. I don't want to do Airbnb anymore. And yeah, I understand I why. I mean, I'm like, I don't want to be in somebody's house who's watching me. I'll be happy going to a hotel. Right. Yeah. I talked about that. I think that was two episodes ago. Because uh, my friend Elijah Airbnbs, and we were. I mean, we were really teeing off on it. Yeah. I'm not like, an Airbnb I, guy. It's, yeah. It's it's like it's like. You're like somebody else's home. Like when you if, you, if you ever go to somebody else's home and like it smells kind of odd, right? Like hotels smell great. You walk yes, in, it and it's easy. Good, and like, look, it's easy, and everything's taken care of, and it's designed to host people. Right. And like an Airbnb, so Airbnb, you're seeing it all over the country. It's collapsing. People who bought, you know, and it's all related to tech. I mean, tech bros are the new, you know, Wall Street. Creepos, you know. I mean, no one likes them. They ruin right. cities. Right, right. Um, and Uber fucked up, and uh, you know, I mean, Uber only seems to me to be good in one city, which is L.A. But because um, the taxi system in L.A. sucked. But anyway, back to but these streamers. So they they came in, they blew everything up. But then they're all going to go back to advertising. So well, I wonder, is it like, is it a bad time for convenience? Like, think about, like, Airbnb, like, oh, what a great option. And, like, Netflix, like, oh, I have all my streaming. Like, it's so easy. But it's just, like, man, maybe it was better when it was, like, a little harder, like, back in the day. I Maybe I think you're right. <laughs> I also think people like, want no, like, you're, you're taking too many, sh- we're taking too many shortcuts. Right. And, and by the way, like, I mean, it's really, exp- all these things are really expensive. Like, Postmates, I mean, all the hidden fees. Right, I right. mean, literally, like, if I want to get a sandwich... <laughs> 
And I, I, like, it's time to not be such a lazy fat fuck. It's get out, get up, yeah, take us, take a walk, take a walk, go to the deli, right, right. You know, instead of spending seventy five dollars for one single sandwich and a bag of potato chips to be delivered to yeah, you, yeah, and and you're you're looking at your phone, watching to see where uh, Berenge is, and you're, you're it's like you're waiting for the girl to text you back. It's like constantly, <laughs> yeah, see constantly. where he is. It's like, no, you know, and like again, I mean, it's like I, I have enjoyed, I have so enjoyed going to the movies. The Theaters, and I, I saw a great Broadway show on Sunday. People want to oh, right. be out. Right, right, right. And uh, I want to be out. I mean, so I, I think the competition for eyeballs is going to be really based on, on qual- again, quality of shows and what people want to see. And again, look, I'm not going to throw anybody under the bus. I've gotten a lot of like wacky texts from people. Like, the fee- like I always felt, and I always got this vibe on the picket line, which was that, you know, you know, and, and 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 not to chew my own horn, but I've been slogging it out as a screenwriter for a long, long time, and right. it's really hard. And I never, and I, it's always been hard. And uh, I mean, like you, the, you guys always said. I mean, I always quote the Murphy Brothers when you guys were always like, "Fake it until you make it," and that was always like my vibe too. It's like never let them see you. Like never. John Wayne said this to Barbara Walter. She always quoted it too. She's like, never let the see you down so right, like right. my whole career it's been like but it's been hard so i was always sort of kind of like were i always sort of so being on the picket line there was this vibe and mostly from people who were not in the wga and who were really like baby writers now to be clear i don't think we win this strike without them because they right. were out on the right, picket right. line every day <laughs> however there was a sense where it was like, guys, you have no fucking idea what's coming. Right, How, right. And as know, soon as the strike over, that doesn't mean you're you're guaranteed. Like what Bill Maher was saying, and Bill Maher was right. right, and, I, right. and people have taken me to the woodshed. Some of the more like insane liberals that I know, they're like, "How dare you say that?" I'm like, "Listen, I'm not." I, like I disagreed with him going back to work, but when he said, you know, all he said was that writers are not owed a career. That's true. Now, what I think is that writers who are working are owed to get paid like a major right, league right. baseball player. Like, right. I mean, you're, you, you know, if you're like one of 40,000 people who have a job, if you, you know, again, cause the competition is so intense, well, you should be paid accordingly. Like you are the quote unquote top best of the best. Right. So you shouldn't be getting squeezed. And that's where I think this thing was, 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 you know, obviously worth it because it was like, yeah, you're demeaning the value of what we do, which they've always done. With and writers. I'm sure there's some writers out there that are just like, no, like they kind of like were taking the joy. I think they, they liked being part of like a fuck the man like, oh, totally, movement. Totally. And again, it's like, keep trying, like, keep like, you know, plugging away. But I feel like there's definitely like some people when they saw they were just like, Oh fuck! Now what? Now I got to go back to trying to break into this industry, right? And you, oh shit! Now it's like, oh yeah, now I got to go back to work, work, and it's right. and it, again, like, um, I'm lucky. I I always sort of knew I would. I had a job at the end of the tunnel, which made the strike particularly agonizing for me personally because how hard it is to get a job in this town. Right, and you right. realize how hard it is. So when you have one, to then be like, fuck that. It's really it's it fucks with your brain and uh, but at the same time now I think we'll see you know the, a little bit of the fallout when reality sort of sets back in for a lot of people where it's like oh now you got to get the job and that and there and there's no guarantees and that's all Bill Maher was saying you're not you're not owed anything you have right, to go right, get right. it I feel like his, a lot of the time his 
I, I think he's right on the money about a lot of things. He is, but the problem is, is his bedside manner seems to no, really like, yeah, it seems right, to have right. really rattled the the progressive. Well, sometimes I think he's saying something, but he means something else. Yeah, like nobody's owed a job like that. That doesn't like try to like keep trying to. Uh, you keep trying to make it as a writer. Like, I, th- I don't know. He can just come off as smug sometimes. Now he's and- so fucking smug because he's so wealthy and he's done well. So, right. again, But again, success in Hollywood is an excuse for everyone to line up and tell you how much you suck. That's always been the case here. But at the same time, it was like he also said in the same in the same in the same sentence, he was like, I think there's what the writers are asking for are kind of kooky. Uh- <laughs> yeah, that was um, a little, I couldn't. I, I, I agreed with him about the you're not owed a career as a writer, but uh, it didn't seem that kooky. No, well, no, again, like, well, again, I think he just was misspoken, and I, and I, and I, like I said, I just said it. I'll say, you know, again, I, I no one's owed a. You want to be a writer? Good luck if you right, got right. the if you got the, and, and and look, there's also that like so much of this is luck too. I mean, you know. How many times and I've, and I've had to tell my dad I, I don't I can't really do this anymore. Where my dad will say, "Hey, will you?" And I'm not even and I'm like, I'm not. I, I mean, there are writers who are so much more successful than me. Like I I right. have managed a living, but uh, uh, you know I I, I would I, I'm by no means this incredibly successful writer. I'm, I, I just make a living doing it. Yeah. Um, but it's like, it's like Austin Reeves. Yeah, totally. <laughs> or like a, like a, Listen, uh, I'm a good like a Chauncey Billups. I'm a good utility player, <laughs> right, man. Right, I'm right, in right, there. Right. I can do what you need me to do. Right, so right. I get the gig. But I feel like we all have this 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 this, this desire to be like a Aaron Sorkin, but it's like it's okay to be a uh, a TJ Husmanzada, yeah, exactly. Or like a, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, totally. Or like a, um, a fucking I don't know, like what's another like a. Um uh, a Roger Craig, remember yeah. Roger Craig on the Forty Nineers, <laughs> or like a uh, like yeah, a Daryl John, like, like a, a Mark Johnson, or like a Mark Bavaro, yeah, the yeah, old right, '86 right, right. Giants. Right. Listen, you just got to go. You know, when listen, when your number's called, you're ready to go. Yeah. Now, um, but so, but even that, you know, attracts some interest. So, like, I've had, but I, but I've had coffee with people, and then the, like the question is always the same. Like, well, how do you do it? And I and I always say, I can't tell you because. So much of it was was like a moment to moment luck thing as well. Yeah, right, so I'm right, right. sure there's fucking Aaron Sorkin like writers out there who uh, nobody knows right, who right, are right, like right. selling cigarettes uh, at a Seven Eleven Quick Stop in Albuquerque. Right. Um, That's kind of on them though. It is a little bit. But then again, but again, like again, like I was like a casting assistant, and I just happened to like like constantly use my position. I'm sure if my boss hears me, he'd be like that motherfucker. I Uh, use my position as the assistant to talk to talent agents, and then like shove my scripts in their direction. Oh hell yeah! Oh my god! Hell yeah! Oh boy, this is. I, I, I had that hard hitting journalism of uh, Good Day LA on, and now I had to. Yeah, so here we, we go. Back so to every comment. fucking pod I've done, it's been Outer Limits or Stargate. Now we got Disturbing Behavior, written by written by our good the, old the, pal, one the one and only Scott, Scott Rosenberg. Rosenberg. Disturbing shout, Behavior. Shout out, shout out Scott. Uh, this was a great uh, time. Like late nineties horror really had a like. The faculty. I know you did last summer. This. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scream, Scream Two. Yeah, real uh, '90s stuff. They all like the, the the jeans were baggy. The opening of this movie was always the one thing that always sort of like blew my mind when like the girl goes. I mean, again, classic nine. Again, classic '90s, uh, where you know everybody was Harvey Weinstein. Where they're like, let's start the movie with a girl giving a guy a blowjob in the front seat of a car. Uh-huh. 
and then the the robot behavior people like because this one yeah, I think is like these are all like robots or or kids who like have something cut in their brain to make them behave or something like this. Oh, got it. When Which trailer- is hilarious that this public school is as violent as it is. Oh, considering, Ball. yeah, considering there, it's literally all. It's like this is all white privilege. I mean, this is like the most violent high school in Darien, Connecticut. Yes, yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen one black kid in this in this since we've been watching this. But is Nick Stahl an alien, or is Nick Stahl just creepy? He's just well, again, he, I think he's oh, just no, creepy. He's, oh, he's a, no, but he was his friend once, and now he's bad. But I think. In this movie, oh, oh sweet, Bill Sadler, uh, Sweet Chuck. I thought, oh, is that Bill Sadler? Yeah, Bill Sadler. Oh, I thought that was Sweet Chuck from Police Academy. <laughs> Tim Kaczynski or something. I oh, think he yeah, was on. Yeah, he was Tim on Kaczy- S- yeah, 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 SCTV. No, that's William Sadler, uh, uh, okay. who played Death in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. That's right, and yeah, he's great in everything. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah uh, it's Josh Hank Redemption. Oh, but now see now, but in this movie, I think all of these kids have something has been put implanted in their brains by like teachers. Okay, got it. Uh, and they and and it's supposed to make them behave like really well because the because the guy at the beginning who literally <coughs> twists the girl's head Sorry. around the reason he reacts to, she goes to give him a blowjob and it's like it, it goes against all the rules. Oh, I oh this is like don't be a teenager. Oh, got it. You know, I guess everyone in this town was like Mark Wahlberg in Fear, so they they they've decided let's stop. I think ah. No, oh, it's a good idea. It's been a while since they I've could seen this re- they could remake this actually with how just degenerate like I mean not degenerate but like I mean kids are bigger menaces now than and they're so savvy. Yeah, I know. You could actually the, remake this. No, no sorry, Scott. <laughs> yeah, so, or no, Scott, get on it. You know, you rebooted Jumanji. Let's reboot. Uh, let's reboot. Uh, you could do. I mean, this is almost like a Children of the Corn behavior. Thing. It's very Children of the Corn. Yeah, it's like Children of the Corn with it meets Varsity Blues. But I love that he's like live. He, I love that he's in the boiler room with the janitor. This also is like a good throwback to the '80s movies where like janitor school high school right, janitors right, right. were like were great sage. Uh, yeah, they, they knew everything. Oh, he's got a Kurt Vonnegut book in the back. Yeah, they're geniuses. Right, right. Um, you know, um, it was the kid, the guy from Breakfast Club. I know everything. Right, right. I read all your shit. Right. And then, and then they took it a few. St- I mean, this is right around the same time where they took it a few steps higher when Joe Pesci played. Uh, oh, with honors. Uh, yeah, with honors. Right, an right. Einstein like homeless person living in the sewers of Harvard. Well, it's University. like what we were talking about. Is that next Aaron Sorkin like selling uh, lotto <laughs> tickets at a Seven Eleven? Like you never know. I mean, maybe yeah, he could be out there i mean look no it's it's true it's like those guys you never know like what like just squirrely shifty looking dude has like the best like poems like in his fucking desk no totally Uh, you know or the janitor who who who's got an unlit cigarette in the corner of his mouth but he also walks around with kurt vonnegut in his pocket and i love how the this guy they yeah they have these like boy these like uh, warehouse offices. Like, what part of the school is that? Yeah, I know. It was. A, I, I think there was plenty of times where, uh, certainly in college, I started going down to the bowels of school buildings looking for yes, these kinds yeah, of spaces. Seriously. Because, I mean, come on. I mean, first of all, what is that thing to the right of him? Is that the boiler? Yeah, but then I'm trying to think where the janitors in my school where were they even hanging out? I don't even know. Were they hang- uh, yeah, most of like, yeah, most of them were like literally in 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 cubicles, like not even cubicles, utility closets right. in the cafeteria. I mean, it was no sp- it was again, it was in inhum- almost inhumane. It was just where they went. Yeah, kind of. Uh 
first of all, nobody was walking around. I mean, no one, we didn't, I never had this janitor. Maybe this is a, maybe this is unique to uh, Massachusetts. Yeah, <laughs> it must be. It must be. Yeah. I never had like a, I never had the relationship with the janitor or, or a teacher really. Did you have like close bonds with teachers? I feel like we might've talked. I mean, about that not, no, no. I mean, both my, my, my mother and my stepfather were teachers. Oh, right, right. Uh, so, I mean, I, I, I knew the faculty, um, I mean, close bonds, not real. Though, I mean, like, was there I, ever a teacher that changed I was such your a, life? Though I was no, I mean, yes, I, mean, I had great <laughs> teachers. I had, I had great, I had teachers that I enjoyed uh, a great deal. I mean, my stepfather is like the greatest teacher in the world. Right, right. Um, um, but there, I mean, it was some teachers I, I found out secrets about. I mean, I, I was such a naughty boy. In my 11th and 12th grade of high school, everyone was just trying to figure out what to do with me. And I, and I went to a few like NA meetings, definitely, mm. definitely cross paths. I mean, I know this is not, this is probably really like a, a sin, but I did certainly cross paths with some, with an educator once. Oh, wait, uh, uh, wait, how old were you? I was in like 11th grade. Going to NA? Yeah. I went to an NA meeting just to like talk uh. and, uh, <laughs> Pumped a cigarette off a teacher, but it was like very intense. So I felt bonded with him, though I didn't particularly. It wasn't anything he particularly taught me, but I had a secret, and he had a secret, sort of. And we and he bummed a smoke. I bummed a smoke from him. I felt that that was a very uh, uh, incredible moment. Uh, yeah. In that, my life. Wait, was it at your school? No, no, it was like in a different church. It was oh, like literally on my literally. Uh, no, but was he a teacher at your? Oh, school? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Oh, I mean, yeah. was he? It was, it was. It's like that meme where Charlie Day and, and Rob McElhenney see each other from across the restaurant and always sunny. Have you seen that? Yeah, no, no, but I mean, no, <laughs> no. But it was like no, but it was one of those where I went into this thing. I sat in the back, right? And I, you know, I was having. It was a tough time in my life, and uh, and I looked over, and he looked over, and you're like, oh fuck. Oh yeah, that's awkward. Yeah, how do you and like how do you come back from that? Well, I, yeah, I never had a bond, a close bond with a teacher, and I went to boarding school where that's like you're supposed to have the teacher that like changes your life, right? Come like on, Dead Poets Society, yeah, Dead Poets, and there's a new Paul Giamatti movie coming out in, oh, in this fall. The, oh, that's from right. Alexander Payne, right? Right. The holdovers. I mean, that's that is the hit. That I mean, yeah, boarding school. That's where you fall. That's where you have like goodbye, Mister Chips. I just I hated school too much to ever like let a teacher close. I'm like I I want to go to class and and listen to what you say and then like. I don't want to hang out with you. You can get out of there. (laughs) I know. I don't want to stand on a, on a desk for you and and scream out. Oh, captain. And then you're also my coach. Like, yo, leave me alone. (laughs) I I know. I mean, it's again, private school, the whole private school vibe. I mean, it's funny having my kid, uh, at private school this year, you know, because after you know she went to a great charter school for elementary, but it's just the the vibe never changes at private school. It's the same thing. You, know, uh, you have teachers you love, you know, teachers that are villains. I mean, it's right, a, right, it's a right. non. I mean, again, you know, it's a nonstop. Yeah, it, a, a, a shitty teacher is timeless. Totally, they're, they're never, never gets, forget. Never, yeah, never, never. You know, you and you go. And you, I mean, you remember their names. Like I can, I can just, I can just name check them. Well, I had one. They all I, listen to this podcast, so I can't, right, I yeah, can't seriously. do it right now. I uh, had one fucking prick in college. I took business ethics. And I don't even know why I took it because I wasn't a business major. Uh, and he was like, what? He was like the young teacher, like right out of college. He had like a Scarface poster in his office. Oh, like right. oh, he was man. like the cool guy. Right. And I think he was dating a student. But he like I, I took a long time to take tests. Right. So he, like I I still had like half the tests. I forget what it was, but I just was really slow with it. Uh, and I was like, oh, can I like stay after school and finish the test? He's like, no. Like you have this amount of time. I'm like, dude. 
what the fuck? What's wrong with you? <laughs> I really can't like come in like later this afternoon and, and finish this test. He's like, there's a time limit. I'm like, whoa. And I think I actually complained and he was like, then he, and not to like my parents to like somebody. And he's like, okay, you can come in. I'm like, yeah, dude, like yeah, what's wrong with you? you? Man. Like, let me finish the damn test. Like, gee, like it's easy scarf. That scarf. Yeah, yeah, seriously, take, <laughs> take it down a notch, Tony. I mean, if you're, if that's, if you're a fan of his, Tony would let you do it. No, seriously. I forget who I complained to. And I think they were just like, yeah, yeah, go, you can go take that test. Um, God college. I mean, it'd be cu- I mean, again, I, college seems like these days to be like, uh, you know, a, uh, uh, I don't even know the like just a woke like a woke uh, fever dream. Yeah, but, I can't imagine what it's like now. But I mean, when I went to college, I mean, I went to um, Carnegie Mellon, Carnegie Mellon, the School of Drama. But it was just a fucking free for all. First of all, it was like a giant orgy. Um, I mean, with the School of Drama. I mean, we were the best looking kids on campus. It was wild. But I mean, before, a, lot of, a lot of turtleneck sweaters, lots scarves. <laughs> Definitely a few. Definitely a few of the actors would be walking around with a book hanging out of their, you know, corduroy blazer. That like they would a rock Vonnegut. One day. Yeah, definitely Vonnegut, <laughs> right. or a Dave, back then a David Mamet or, or Tony Kushner. Right, right, right. I've got Angels in America. I'm going to do Angels in America. Maybe, today. maybe a Joyce Carol Oates. Possibly. <laughs> but right before I got there, it, it, the free for all, the orgy had also extended to all the teachers. That like both male and female teachers. It was just known that they were just completely seducing and sleeping with a, a wide array of their students. Yeah. I mean, um, I, if they're 21, wait, if they're 21, can you do that? I think it's generally frowned upon the, the vibe I get is it's really frowned upon. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, again, like who didn't want to be a college professor after seeing Donald Sutherland in the animal house? Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. I mean, you just smoking weed and that smoking his weed, butt, seeing yeah, his just, butt. just walking around. Yeah. And walking around naked from the waist down, but you got your Oxford shirt on. I mean, an ex-girlfriend of mine went to Bard, which had had a, which had a reputation in your, which was, you know, back apparently in the sixties and the seventies was known as the best little whorehouse in the Hudson. Yeah. I mean, that feels like a, that feels like a, uh, that teachers are getting some exercise there. I feel like yeah. <laughs> that just feels like it. Yeah. I, that I, again, sh- who didn't, again, I, literally, I, to me, like, you know, to be a college professor used to seem like so appealing. You're just out there molding the minds of, of, of boys and girls. Well, I just wanted to do it. Cause I had this, like, I just had this fascination of how much fun it must be to grade a test. Right. I was just sitting at home with like a Seinfeld episode on. You're just grading tests and just like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Throwing that like 65 with a circle around, yeah. <laughs> writing see me with an exclamation point. I don't know why. It just seems so much fun. The whole thing, you know, you live I guess because I thought they had so much power and they really don't. No, have you don't any have any power. power now. And God forbid, mm-hmm. and God forbid you do anything. I mean, that was, again, he's also been canceled. I always laugh about the great Philip Roth novel, um, the human stain where the professor literally, I mean, again, and now Philip Roth probably predicted his own demise cause he's now been canceled. But, um, you know, he wrote, there's a great scene where the professor, there's a one student who hasn't shown up in class for weeks. And he goes, what is he a spook or something? And he gets canceled oh, at but the he college. Thought, was he thinking, was, did he mean to say like a government spook? Like or a was ghost, it a, like a yeah. ghost, but everyone, uh, but it yeah, turned right, out right. that the character was black. And so uh, he loses yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then, Philip Roth doubles down and the teacher himself is black and was so was was a half was half black. Now the movie fucked it up because they cast Anthony Wait, sorry, Hopkins. What's the movie? The Human Stain. But it was originally oh, wow. a book. 
in the movie, Anthony Hopkins plays the teacher, which is impossible to think that Anthony Hopkins was would ever would have any would 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 ha, would anyway. I'm going to cancel myself on this podcast <laughs> before I even get back to work. Anyway, the point is, is the, it's a great story, and then I feel I feel as if that novel sort of predicted where we have arrived at now in today's right, in right, today's right. higher the human education. stain. Yeah, the movie was directed by uh, Robert Benton, who made some good movies and wrote Bonnie and Clyde. Oh, okay. Um, and it, Anthony Hopkins and Nicole Kidman. It didn't do very well. I don't think anybody... The book is much, much better than the movie. Who loses his job after underwent to make a racial slur to clear his name, Silk, writes a book about the events of... Uh, um, 42% and, on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, no, it's God. not a good movie, but the, it's a wonderful book. Got Look, it. Campers. Well, I mean, that's not the first extra, time. Extra credit, campers, if you slide into my DMs with a book review of The Human Stain. Right, right. But, um, but um, it was a good... Uh, DMs are still open on Instagram, though I am no longer on Facebook. The Human Stain, that just looks better. That's not a good movie title. That's a good book title. Yeah, like, no, The it's Human not, Stain looks good. It looks good as like a paper, like um, an old, worn paper book, totally. paperback in the back of a janitor's yeah. uh, pot, back pocket. <laughs> totally. it, the, the Human Stain's, a, that's a bad movie title. No, it's not. Yeah, because who wants to go see it? I, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm currently working on a, on a script, which I think is a, which is a, which is a boffo idea but the title uh, the working title has been jersey scumbags and then a friend uh, of mine said no way well unless you're harmony corinne right then but you i know get away yeah, with and that. i realized and my friend said no you can't call you cannot have you cannot title this jersey scumbags what about and just I, called scum scum is good now i'm just gonna go dirty jurors that's the working title oh, um uh, but I mean, I, but, but then in retrospect, you're like, oh yeah, who would, I mean, would you spend $20 to go see a movie called Jersey Scumbags? A certain niche audience might. Yeah. The Harmony Corinne. But right. right. But when you want, but you, but you know, come on, we need those four quad scripts right now, no, especially right, if really. I'm going to get that 200%, uh, guarantee, uh, well rewrite. now there's a thing. Yeah. Then now the re, yeah, the rewrites guaranteed. So you still now. expect now you guaranteed that rewrite. Right, right, right. See, I, yeah. Now without getting too into it, I think the thing that I set up before the strike, I'm not, again, I'm not going to get into the particulars of that, but, uh, <laughs> come on, let's I get into the weeds of your deals. Phil. <laughs> I don't uh, No, I mean, I think a certain element might come in. That's just like going to take it over. But because I signed the contract before this happened, that I'm just going to kind of get like sort of paid out. Yeah. Which is fine. Which is, which that's is like, fine. No, cool. no, no. I mean, look, I mean, I, again, I, uh, you know, I, I realize how sneaky these fucking companies are in a good way. I mean, look, business is business. It's not show friends. It's show business. Well, when somebody, like, it's, I, um, I, it's happened on a few dates where somebody's just like, oh, like, how do you feel when you sell something and you basically just give it over? Like this thing that you created. Right. This, like this creative thing. Like, so as far as the creative pro, like so when someone paints a painting, they don't get painted over. No, I know. I <laughs> when know. You, when you write a song, well, that, that's, that can get a little hairy too, but, uh, or no, when you write a song, usually the person just sings it. They don't like rewrite it. I don't really, I'm not even going to try to know how the music business works, but like when you sell a screenplay, you're opening the door to a fucking, a boatload of other creative people bringing their input and making oh, it into yeah. something else. So they're always like a lot of people that some girls that I go out on a date with, they're just like, Oh, I could never do that. Like give that up. And I'm, I'm just like, I knew that that was the reality of this industry when I got into it. Totally. Like, totally. So it, it, it's, it's like Paul Schrader nailed it. He's just like, you're not a writer. You are just part of like, 
you're, you're, it's your, it's like a blueprint right. for other creative people. It's like an invitation to other creative people to come in and put their stamp on it. Right. It's a collaborative it's, no, thing. You're the ar- no way. It's like, you're the architect. I you also know, I mean, can't how complain. Many architects live in, how many architects live in the homes that they design? None of them hardly, you know, most of them oh, yeah, really. maybe lived in by somebody else. And then someone can just come in and just tear the building down. It like that for, happens. For, no, for sure. Too, right? No, it's uh, but interesting. Again, interestingly enough, there, I do, I am a, uh, I, you know, I've been, uh, you know, I, it's been night. Nice, some of these protections, again, not to get into the weeds of the teal, I do think that there were some pretty decent gains for screenwriters, at least in terms of, you know, um, it's always been, at least this is my understanding, because I haven't, I haven't really had much experience as a screenwriter on a studio Ooh. level. Um, you know, TV, it's the same thing. Once you sell your pilot, it's over. You, you don't own it anymore. No, and, and so, um, but, it, but what I, the point I was trying to make is is, is that, uh, I mean, I, I have nothing to say because Brandon and I literally did a huge rewrite on the Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard. So, right. like, I, I, I'd be a hypocrite if I was just like, oh, no, like, don't change that. Right. And it's And so, like, it's... I don't know. My comfort is that it's like it started with me. You create a bunch of jobs. I mean, totally. tech, like it all no, starts no, no. with yeah, you yeah. and like totally. the title's there, your name is there. Like, and there's a ton of shit that you still put in there, but like you can't be butthurt. You can't be butthurt when other people come in, take it over and, and change it. Like you just can't. If, no, because especially again, if you have, I've, again, I've just accepted it. I'm no, you have cool to, but look, 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 where it gets, where you get butthurt and it's upsetting is it's, it's, if you create something and somehow so many people rewrite you, you and then in arbitration you don't get any credit and that credit is again what people don't under this is the classic people don't understand you know those residuals particularly in features that they that, that's meaningful money i mean like right, again right. the strike was the strike was was dragging on and on and i and literally i got a residual check for outer bank season three in september and it was a godsend because it was right. just for a moment you know, i was just like fuck yeah i can go i can it gives me a, a minute here i go I'm not, see your friend on broadway yeah right. and just relax uh for, you know not relax but at least okay i can i can keep going right, you right, know? right. and that and and that, and no and i think those gains are are really important because you know, you know as well as anybody. You know, again, if you're lucky, you get one one good paying gig a year, and then the rest of the time you're 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 fighting to get get the next one going. Right, right, right. Um, but no, I, I that was the one thing that I saw is that it was like if you sell something, you get to you you. I mean, usually you were guaranteed to. Uh, get that first like chance at uh, that first crack the, the first, rewrite. Right. If you had a really good agent, you know, I, I've known right, plenty right. of spec scripts. I mean, it almost happened. I almost sold a spec early in my career, big one. And it was so clear. I was getting set up not only by the people who were, who were seriously circling to buy it, but the, my own producers that was like, we're gonna, we're gonna, um, I was definitely gonna, I mean the deal never the deal never made but I, if it had I know I would have been replaced immediately. Yeah, so but I, so that's the thing I never really knew that that was a thing cuz anything that we sold we always got first crack at it. But I guess I I in this thing that I've experienced this summer with that with this script of mine is that that happens a lot. They'll buy it and they won't let you have that. They'll just break your contract. Right. They won't. They won't let you get that first crack at a rewrite. They'll just. They'll just pay you they'll, out. They'll pay you out and they'll yeah. go right to somebody and, else. And, and I'm just like, it, it hurts, but it's like, man, like, whatever. Yeah. And because by the way, when you get paid out, but when you get paid out, okay, I always say. But see, to me, it's always like, and I should explain to somebody, somebody, somebody once you get paid out, that money is essentially your next one. 
Cause that's no, good. and and also like you're if 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 somebody is if so, if they're gonna do that that means they're doing it for like a, a big writer or director is gonna come on and that means your fucking thing's probably gonna get made and you're gonna get a lot of money on your next job and your 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 profile only goes up right so again it's just like I know there's like a lot of writers complain about that about getting rewritten I'm just like man oh Ethan Embry yeah. The great Ethan Embry. Yeah. <laughs> rusty. I, fo- I rusty, him the on third Twitter. Rusty, he's hilarious. The fourth Rusty Griswold. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And he's also <laughs> very active on social media. Yeah. Look, again. Uh, but th- uh, that was a nice little uh, new wrinkle in there that I saw. It's like, oh, nice. We'll, we'll actually get a tr- uh, like We'll get that crack to be to really be like, do you necessarily need to bring on that person to rewrite? Like, you might be able to get more of your thumbprint on these things. Right. And before. right. And also, and also get, again, there's a, again, a lot of, again, a lot of things. I, I also think the flat deal, because again, I've learned so much now where I'm going to lean so much on my union in a way. There's so much positive about this, especially for writers like you and I, who frankly have been, we, again, I'll use the term I've been using with my kid, uh, paid that we paid our dues, man. I paid our dues. And I, yeah. I, I mean, I'm like, I'm still around and I'm glad to see that, you know, I'm not going to get completely taken. I'll get completely taken advantage of uh, as part as usual, as most writers do par for the course. But I don't think it'll be as egregious as it's been for the last couple of years. I guess not. No, it, it, it's exciting. I, I like that's the thing. I, like the strike really hit me in the last two weeks because I. I've been working like my fucking ass off since January. Right. Like I finished that one. And then I, I when the strike happened I, or actually before the strike happened, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to rewrite this other script that I wrote. And I fucking worked all summer. And then when the, and then when I finished it, I'm like, Oh man, my industry's shut down. Like I forgot about that. Cause I woke up, took her out, started working now when I, and you could actually, and, now, like, I wake up and I take her out, and I'm like, "Oh fuck! Oh, this strike is still going on. Like, the right. phone's not ringing. Right, right, Nothing's right. really going on. So the past two weeks has just been a little like, ugh. No, and for now that sure. it's over, it was just kind of like, ugh. When your industry shuts down, <laughs> it, it, like, it really, it just really hit me more uh, the past two weeks. And but now we're out of it. No, I think we're out of it. And I think, look again, it's fun to be back. I mean, that's what we're here for. I mean, I, I have this was I was not happy coming back to LA. I think we talked about this a few episodes ago when I was in the East coast visiting family uh, but coming back from new york this weekend coming back from the east coast i was in maine uh and that was, I was in new york for like 24 hours but um um just coming back to la this weekend i was it was nice i was happy i was like oh because la I, I, you know when, I, when you're not working in la it's a nightmare when you're working in la it's a lot of fun no, See, here he goes that, the doctor they're fixing yeah, that, her up. and that's bruce greenwood yeah the, the excellent bruce greenwood oh yes from uh the husband from double jeopardy the uh the he's great in flight too yeah he's a good actor yeah, he's been he's around good. for a long time so now so that's another thing that we were saying like the uh like not everybody can be brad pitt but be bruce greenwood and, totally. fucking and just work <laughs> Be a ut- again. Be a utility player. When you get that call, be ready right, to right. go. That really, that really hit me uh, like a few years ago. I think I was actually watching a basketball game, and I was just like, "Oh, like uh, you know, uh, Andre Iguodala." Now, Andre, incredibly yeah, valuable right. player. And this is what I've been fighting with people about all summer long. Now, Andre Iguodala gets paid. He gets paid. Oh, I mean, so does Austin these guys Reeves get paid. Get paid. Yeah, they get Listen, paid. Listen, so so we should. I mean, again, th- uh, again, you can count on. 
this is the thing in your union. I mean, the percentage numbers are insane. I mean, again, what was it? I, I want to say it might have been under ten percent of the hundred and sixty thousand actors who are still on strike make enough money, hit their minimum for health insurance. That's twenty seven grand. The right. numbers are the same for writers. By the way, a writer has to make forty one, forty two thousand dollars a year in a calendar year right. to get uh, get uh, health insurance. My health insurance was going to run out. Mine, I, 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 have, I think I started on Monday. Mine runs, I, I, I don't know what the deal is. Well, they, the they got an extension until the end of the year, everybody. Yeah, I'm good till the end of the year. My, my health insurance is going to end at the end of December. My question is, is if I make the number, this is really in the weeds, campers, but your counselors, right, are, yeah, but right, your right. counselors are, are having to restock the commissary. <laughs> um, but no, my, my insur- I got the notice, my insurance, because uh, we, we've had insurance since 2012. Uh, that was in, that was the trailer moment where he asked her out. She says no, and the, the why not? Yeah. <laughs> um, great trailer moment. But no, our cause we our insurance started in 2012, and then I mean we worked regularly this whole time, and then our I mean our last job was really the Hitman's Wife's bodyguard, so we've been kind of like skating <laughs> yeah. by because then I mean COVID happened, and there were some extensions I think, but yeah, mine was oh Jesus, yeah no he remember he's doing something naughty. But mine, uh, mine. Oh, so he. Oh, I see. So this is like an anti-sex movie. Uh, it's just a behave yourself kind of a movie. Oh, look, I, the janitor doesn't know what is going on. So if you're a promiscuous teen, I don't. Again, I don't know if you're. Again, I'm not sure what the what they're try, What Bruce Greenwood and the evil doctor is trying to achieve with these kids, but I think it's like pure excellent behavior, or maybe returning everything to the fifties. I mean, they dressed like '50s bullies with like the varsity sweaters. Well, and totally. Well, again, what's fascinating is is watching this movie right now, even with the sound off. It's incredible. I'm like, I, I wonder. Uh, you know, clearly, much of that movie that Olivia Wilde did with Florence Pugh, "Don't Look oh, Back" right, or right. "Don't Hold Back," whatever the weird. Right. This is clearly inspired by disturbing behavior. Yeah, I wonder. So it's on mute. I wonder how this movie uh, does. Does it does it line up with Cool and the Gang celebration? Does it- <laughs> <laughs> if you watch this movie, but, um, but uh, what, what was I talking about? Um, yeah, so my insurance is going to run out at the end of this month. I was like, oh fuck me! I did. I just didn't even see that coming. Oh, right, it, yeah, but it always gets extended. Yeah. But now we, it's extended until the end of the year, and I should be able to if all everything if everything goes according to plan, I should be able to get it renewed for however long they renew it when you do make that money. Yeah, no, I but, feel but, like, uh, but I they feel like had, ex- I got, um, ex- yeah. they had a nice, uh, I, I, I took care of it. They had a nice, um, uh, what is it like California cares or covered California? Oh, right. Like, I, 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 um, I managed to get that if it didn't get renewed, I was going to oh, be nice. all right. Oh, nice. Nice. But, nice. uh, yeah, that it's fucking crazy that that's even like a reality. That like your your health you you lose your health insurance like what the fuck no well no I know. well that's why I'm like okay if I start on Monday I will definitely make I'll definitely hit my number before the end of the year but my insurance do- ends at the end of the year can I get like a extension or can I just can they just make an extension uh, who knows man these are in this is in the weed stuff but it is a uh, it is incredible. It's incredible that this strike is. Oh, I, first of all, it's incredible that it lasted as long as it did. I mean, yeah, I mean, it wasn't a, it wasn't a bad summer. It was just a fucking annoying summer. Very, it was just, like, very it was just annoying, annoying because yes. summer, like again, like I, I, I enjoy the off season more than the summer, but like I don't know, it just had. It's just when like, your industry stops. 
But this industry is already already hard enough, and then it just stopped. Like I hate when it stops during the holidays. Now this was a full fucking summer of just like nothing going on. It was like, oh man. Yeah, no, because I usually liked it. Like most people in California, I shut down at the private school schedule even before my kids were there. It's like Thanksgiving. I mean, once November rolls around, Hmm. I start going to parties. Right, right, right. I mean, there's nothing going on. I mean, I yeah. I mean, but all and because and all summer, you know, you, you. Usually I'm working all summer, you know. I mean, again, I would I would have been working all summer, right? Um, no, I mean, I I had a very like not a lot of. I mean, I went like all in on this rewrite. So uh, this was the summer of just like like I had migraines come back. Wow, my sleep was like my sleep was fine, but I was all I was doing was thinking about this thing I was working on. Just went just went oh, like that's balls a, deep into it. Yeah, but that's I always like that when that happens on anything you're working on. No, I, mean, I, I, I feel the, like I spent too much of the summer. Um, refreshing deadline and refreshing. Oh yeah, X for sure. Being like, when is this thing going to be over? Yeah, like I mean, the there was the, Reddit boards. Yeah, there was the initial rush of going out on the picket lines, and then yeah, when July rolled around, you're just like, you're just like, what, what no, is going yeah, on? It, it sucked, but I think that's why I. Uh, no, like I, um, well, you know, it was really toxic. Is any deadline article that came out going to the comments? You want to see toxicity? Oh, oh man, I, I, I always Christ. read the comments on Deadline. Oh, for sure, because some people actually have genuinely good insight, but then there's just fucking trolls in there oh, that are just time. throwing around really just aggressive. And a lot of studio <laughs> plants, a lot of oh, studio sure. plants. And it was, again, uh, again, uh, hot labor summer, I will walk, again, I will walk away. So many things, you know, flat deals. How many times, how many flat deals have I done in my life? Um... You know, and not in pilots and everything where, you know, I, I, I write for eight, nine months and I, and I don't get paid until everything is written. So I'm really looking forward to, um, this 50%, 20, I know it, I know right now it applies only to, to mostly to features, but I, I hope it crosses over to some pilots because it'd be like, yeah, man, it would really be nice to actually get, get 50% of the agreed upon price, what they're going to pay no matter what up mm. front. Right, right. Um, you know, because you know that's going to be the only thing I'm working on, uh-huh. and so you you got there's got to be more trust. Hopefully, there's more trust. You know, instead of this. But the thing that really sucked was that there, like, there's always, especially with like writers and actors, there's always that like every day. What like what's that email that's going to come in? Is my phone going to ring? Right, and you lost that. You lost like the hope of like, oh, maybe my maid, manager agent will call me with like some news about something. <laughs> There's always that like hope of just like oh, what's it going to be this week, right? And right. we lost like that little like thing where it's just like man, nothing, no, nothing's coming yeah. in, crickets, nothing's going cricket, on. Yeah, crickets. That's what was really like irritating. It yeah, was just like man, like know, there's, yeah, no, there's no, there's no, no action, no, and why? And and, you, like, and and it's and it made it hard to keep going because you just sort of look around. You're like, what am I? How am I supposed to spend my day? Because right. I mean, like, can, first of all, am I any good? Can I write? Um, all the. All the the only benefit of it was is that when all the with all the insecurities that were sort of like sinking in because your phone wasn't ringing and you had no updates and there was nothing being read, at least it gave me a moment to think about what a grift the industry still is. (laughs) Yeah, right, right. That won't change. No, I know, but I mean, how many? I was laughing. I'm like, how many people on my team benefit from this grift? Which is like taking advantage of my insecurities to be like, hey, buddy. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> yeah, no. You know? Or the executive who's like, don't worry, he loves you, Nick. 
Like, yeah, I mean, I, but I did miss that. I missed, I missed pitching total D bags and then getting the pass, but being told how much this, this person loved me. Well, this industry is so entertaining. Like the, 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 I, that they love you, like the, the phony fucking love that you get, yeah. which like, uh, just the, the calls, like the, the wondering what's going on with your projects. Boy, the wondering all those people phone. that claim to love me, man, radio <laughs> silence all summer. Like they all ghosted. What happened? Yeah, they guys? throw I love thought, around way too liberally. Hey, come on. I'm like, if I told people I loved, I love them as much as some of them, I would check in with them. Like, Hey, you okay? Yeah, seriously. I mean, not, sorry. Not I know, I'm, I'm sorry. I know you don't know if I may have been the person that leaked to deadline that we're wishing a little light homelessness on you. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously. But, uh, but you don't hey, do that to someone you love. Yeah, I know. Really guys. <laughs> like if you love me, you don't want me to lose my home or, or struggle to feed my family. <laughs> but no, like it was the, it was the, uh, the, the anticipation of when a phone call or an email or an update is going to come having a meeting with just like a fucking hilarious producer or exec. Like, Oh man, it's, it is a fun, it, the industry is actually more entertaining than the product they put out most of the time. Like the behind the scenes, oh, God, it's I know, endlessly no, entertaining. And I, I like, I was like, I mi- I kind of missed that same no, thing with be- like COVID. I was like, man, like I, I do as frustrating as it is. I do like I, it, it's. I don't know. I think that's what key. I mean, I genuinely I really do think love writing. But I really, I get that. Listen, this the vibe. industry is just hilarious, and I, I love. I don't yeah. like when it shuts down. No, me I think neither. That's but, what and it I is. think the vibe is is that everyone is supercharged to jump back in, and I think it's going to be very supercharged. And my hunch is it's going to be a very active fall. I ter- hope so. I mean, like in terms of just meeting, you know, again, maybe I'm wrong, but I think there's going to be a lot of. A lot of water cooler, water bottle tours, a lot of, hey, let's connect. I have no idea. We're not, I don't know if we're buying or what we're doing, but I, I think there's going to be a lot of holiday parties. All right. Yeah. This is my prediction. It may be none of these things, but this is my hope because I'm, you know, I mean, that was my last trip to the East Coast for a while. I, I got about, you know, I got about... 12 weeks until I really kick it PGA West. Uh, uh, yeah, there you go. Holiday season. But, um, I, you know, in general, I think, um, um, I think, uh, I, I, I think the future is, 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 is bright. I, yeah, no, I think so. I, I, yeah, I just, uh, but there's going to be some, uh, well, I mean, I saw Ted Sarandos on Larchmont, uh, two on a Monday morning. I was like, whoa. Did you flash him for the thumbs up? No, I mean, it was, it's, he goes to Great White a lot. And it was a quick, just like, what? He looked, I don't know, he looked oddly just like, not defeated. He just looked like, uh, I'm trying to think of like what the, um, tired? What the adjective would be. Uh, he looked a little tired, yeah. And also, like, actually, he did look a little humbled. Like, he didn't have his quarter zip on. He had just like a kind of a regular polo. He looked kind of, he looked kind of, it looked exhausted. Which I'm sure he was right, and they're not finished yet. They got to go do one more. Yeah, union. right, right, right. They got to get this one more union done, and they got to do another union next spring. But I wonder if he was showing his face as like, because I mean, there's so many writers on Larchmont. No, I know it's if a he big was it. showing his. Fa- he actually had this look like he was ready for somebody to maybe like yell at him for taking so long. He kind of had this like cons- like a like a worried look on his face. Well, I thought for a while, given how long this. Because I mean, he's, he's like I don't know him, but like those four people were fucking villains all summer. All of them were. <laughs> so no, like, I mean there was. A I was surprised of, to even see him out in a public. There place was like no, no. Month. I don't think. I mean, again, there was a period of again. Part of the, I think what worked for them was that it was summer, so most of them were in Europe, or most of them were right, on right. a boat somewhere. So there had been a period of time where I sort of felt. 
are these people ever going to be able to eat in this town again? Because if I were them, I sure as hell wouldn't go out to right, dinner right. because God knows what somebody's going to do to your food. Right. And so, but part of me also thinks, you know, you and I are sitting here, um, we're just ready to go back to being shit on in general because we know we're going back to work. So we know that we will be compensated. So the compen, you know, but (laughs) no, but now, now, like I said, I think a few pods ago, like get ready for, I feel like they're going to come at you so much harder with notes now. Oh, big time. I mean, they're like, cause I mean, we're going to have to know cause you're now you're going to, again, let's again, you're there. You know, I think everything's quiet because again, we we got again this was a normal negotiation i think i think the big takeaway for me is i'm uh, you we went in with all these asks and we got 50% of what we were supposed it went as most negotiations are supposed to go right mm-hmm. everybody gets something right nobody walks away happy which is the fucking truth about all hollywood deals unless again once in a blue moon you ride a unicorn uh-huh. you know um which is, you know, you come up with a unicorn. However, so again, and and this is true of both sides because there's so many younger writers who, for some reason, have my, you know, are are are, are not a thousand percent happy with this deal. Right. Are not, oh, I'm sure. You know, or as usual, sort of suddenly like picking, pointing out, like, wait a second, writers' rooms, this, that, or the other thing. I mean, again, um. It took a long time to break in as a staff writer for me on as 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 a writer. Period. I had mm-hmm. to, I wrote numerous movie screenplays. It was sheer luck, uh, you know. So again, uh, but that's the way negotiations. That's the way Hollywood works. You know. Right, right, you know. Right. Again, it's not. This is. You know. I mean. But it really never should have. It just. I think it never right. should have gone as long as it did <laughs> because again, you're literally like as usual. Everyone, you took it. It took ten days. Ten days of serious face-to-face negotiations mm, right right this should have happened in may but i mean shout out to the writers guild they uh they just rejected all their like tactics that the that the studios tried to do were just uh, just air balls well i think because i don't think the again two two major things one sag the actors going on strike oh that helped. was huge help right and also what i what i also think that the studios underestimated was they were too they were too slow uh, and it's not even that they were too slow. It's almost impossible to run a media campaign because, again, much like the agency fight we had a couple years ago, the, the trades were revealed to be completely in the bag mm. with the other side. Uh-huh. You know, 85, 90% of what you were reading in Deadline, Variety, and The Hollywood Reporter was was bunk. Right. Um, and And if it wasn't an outright lie, it was... Uh, completely uh, d- d- dictated by the studios, so I don't. What I will be interesting to see in three years when this deal is up and when our next negotiation happens in twenty twenty six, and uh, um, um, is uh, you know, will they have a tactic? Or will they be able to? I mean, th- we. The, I was very impressed with the Writers Guild ability, not only to, you know. F- push back at stuff in the trades in real time via email and communicating with right, the membership, right. but the social media stuff, the, the studios didn't seem to be ready for that no, at all. No. Well, the, they, we actually picked the perfect time to strike because like the women's movement, the uh, BLM, like we, if we live in a day and age where if you feel like you're getting a fucking raw deal, 
There you're gonna fucking fight back. Big time. Well, I think again, <laughs> like again, gonna, you've seen it all summer long. I'm surprised like writers weren't burning down the ivy. And <laughs> well, no, some, well, again, the well, again, spray painting the, the solo. Well, the, again, the wealth gap in this country is reached to sort of it's not it's an untenable level. I mean, it, somebody put up a, a thing where they showed what Jeff Bezos, Mark Zuckerberg, Elon Musk, what these guys were worth in 2013 mm. and what they're worth today. Yeah, and right, the, right. And it's stat. And again, the numbers are stat. I mean, right. I think like Elon Musk went from, you know, eight billion to two hundred and two hundred billion. I uh-huh. mean, again, these are just these are numbers. They're good that, gains. Yeah, very good gains. <laughs> and I agree with somebody once said, it's like okay, once you reach a billion dollars, you know, you get an award and you win capitalism, and you mm-hmm. get to keep like a hundred million dollars, and everything goes back. Right, and, right. I mean. Uh, but a hundred million dollars is not going to get you very far in LA but, these but days. But I, I, I just a strike. Like if you're going to, like I, I don't know what's going on with like the auto workers strike. They got Biden though on their their picket line though. That was that's never yeah, happened. Because, well, listen, because again, it's again, <laughs> even well, if it's a PR stunt, whatever. But uh, well, no, a lot of people were mad at him about that. But again, most people that were mad about him about it were like were sort of the difference between Obamanomics and Bidenomics. I mean, a lot of the people who were like he's putting his finger on the scale. Biden were people who worked in the economic team, Obama's economic teams, and mm. I, not not you know again. I was a, I'm a huge fan of uh, Obama, but let's be clear, he he was you know in cahoots, not in cahoots, but he employed a lot of people in his economic advisory boards who were responsible for how we ended up where we ended up in the first place. Mm. Larry Summers, Tim Geithner. These are all Clinton guys, you know, who got, who got rid of Glass-Steagall. So again, which is sort of, sort of pay, which I think whether or not these guys realized it, unfortunately paved the way for a populist demagogue like Trump to come along and fool a bunch of angry <laughs> white people that somehow he was one of them uh-huh. and would protect them. And then he came in and cut taxes for all these people, which is, you know, helped explode all this. Well, there's just too much money at the top. And I think right. people are sick of it. I'm sick of it. I'm, you know, I, I, well, right, isn't I, that, wasn't Reagan's trick. Isn't that trickle down economics? Wasn't that his thing? And wasn't that yeah, that, trickle down wasn't economic, that, yeah, that tri- money yes. trickles down? <laughs> right, trickle down economics, and then yeah, right, it could cut taxes on the on the top earners, <laughs> and somehow their wealth would spread around. Bullshit! Yeah, right, I've right. never fucking seen that. And 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 then you're squeezing the middle and upper middle, and then you squeeze the middle class because somebody's got to pay for all this shit. Uh-huh. So our taxes sometimes go up, or you're paying even more taxes, and it don't, doesn't don't, work. Don't middle class like Trump supporters realize that? <laughs> No, because like he taps into this rage. Yeah, right, right, he, he gets right, right. the. I mean, the thing what he does is he taps into the white rage, and 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 these people are so fucking dumb. That they, but again, also, but again, it's a perfect combination because the other thing that Reagan did, which is still to me the the real, and this and this is. And this infects left and right and center people, which is this idea that somehow if you're not college educated, if you don't have a college educated job, you're somehow less than, mm. which is insane. Right. You right. know, where it's absolute, you're actually like, no, if you paid a bunch of, I mean, again, and then, and, and it's just, it's just incredible how the system sort of eats itself because it's like, 
for so long, working working a blue collar job mm-hmm. was almost sort of like looked down upon, right? Yeah, like right. the blue collar family, the goal was okay, I'm going to work my ass off to get my son into a, into college so he can get a white-collar job so he doesn't do what I have to do. Right, right. But that was some sort of American way of thinking. And then, and then all of those jobs, all these blue-collar jobs disappeared because they're like, oh, we can get cheaper labor elsewhere. But if you actually paid labor in America a wage where they could live and have like a great middle class – then you'd have an economy that works for everybody. The economy works only for the richest 1% in this country. And that's why I think you're seeing this sort of labor pushback because everyone's like, wait a second, why the fuck do I want to go to college? Because then I'm going to be in debt until my 40s or 50s. And for what? <laughs> right, right. You know, for a semiotics degree or a fucking, you know, rush, I mean, rush week. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, college is fun, but a liberal, a liberal arts education is going to get you what in America these days? You're going to get a lot of debt, and got then me screen, you go to, got me job as a screenwriter. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Like, let me go roll the dice and do that. But I do should think that there's this whole, and again, I think there's this whole American way of thinking where it's like, and this is all rooted in Reaganomics, which was that like, you know, I don't need to worry about what it costs today. I can deal with it tomorrow. I can mm. put it on my credit card. Uh-huh. I, and, and Bush helped, you know, grow this even farther where it's like, yeah, everyone gets a house. And not only should you be able to get a house in America, it should be fucking huge. Yeah, seriously. And you don't have to worry worry about whether or not you can afford it. And, and, and then there's, and then again, there's all the parasites around these industries that like, you know, have a thousand people who put nothing down, but you lock them into these onerous, uh, you know, loans or whatever. And then when the, when it's time to cash in, you go get the house. Yeah, and then to protect the banks and to artificially <laughs> inflate the number, the banks, I mean, places like California, don't put all the houses on the market. Mm, drop that mic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm but, not going back. You know, the strike is over. I'm going to go run for Congress. No, the, I just I just don't think that, the, like, we they picked the right time. This was the right time for the strike because it's the gold. We live in the golden age of, like, fighting we back. Have a, we have a new guest. Oh, fuck. Um, hold for one moment while Phil goes to answer the door. It's one of the biggest Camp Good Boy fans we have. Hey, hey, please. Move the bike? No. Move my car to the outside? Okay. Got it. So move it out there. Thank you. Wow, folks. Um... That was really interesting. I don't know if it'll make the cut. <laughs> Can you guys translate that? I, I have to go. I got to go move my car. Are you good for another? I'm good for another 10. Yeah. Okay, got it. I'll, I'll be right there. Keep the show going if you want. I'll be right there, folks. Guess who's back? Welcome back, folks. You have no idea what just happened. There was some L.A. Uh, L.A. Oh, my God. Now the janitor's finally out of his house. Yeah, so that's that's my handyman. He, he, I mean, he did. He doesn't speak speak a lick of English yet. I can oddly understand what he's ter- trying to tell me. We have sort of a uh, we have a system. Nice. A lot of ha- there's a lot of hand there's a lot of hand gestures. I don't know what the fuck he's doing in the garage, but uh, uh, yeah, I just think that the C like this was the right time to strike because like strikes protests are are, are a little spicier now. Yeah, very. BLM, yeah, very. the women's march, like even those Parkland kids that just like oh we're just gonna leave school the next day. <laughs> Like, and they should have just stayed out of school, I feel like, after that shooting. 
Yeah, listen. Like, hey, hey, I'm not hey, going to no, go to school anymore. No, so I, yeah, yeah, totally. The I'm, CEOs underestimated uh, the uh, the fight and the resolve. I think of people who just feel like they're getting shafted. I, across, again, I think everybody. I think everybody really underestimated. It. And I think some people missed an opportunity. Like I, I mean, I mean the DGA. I yeah, think right, a right. Huge opportunity because again, you know. We all ended up in the same. We all ended up in the same relative area, and with regards to the numbers and the, what we'll see in our residuals, our residual base, and all that, we all end up with that whole pattern. Yeah, I like the, that residual bonus they got in there. That looks, that looks tasty. Finally, right, right. Christ Almighty! You well, know, no, no, I mean, no, no, because it means it means all the difference in the world. I mean, again, like that is something I'm gonna, you know, that is something I'm, you know, it's almost like, you know, now it's like contractually, I'm gonna demand a guaranteed script credit on the show that I work on because that, I mean, on an hour show, it's a hit show. Mm. I mean, you're talking about a seventeen, eighteen thousand $18,000 bonus. Oh, dude, imagine if you wrote on Suits. Yeah. That show is, is the, the number one show on Netflix, a billion streams. Like that show like barely made a mark when it was on and because it, it was in, it was part of that USA. It was part of that hot USA burn summer. Notice, yeah, burn notice. Uh, uh, psych. White suits. collar. Yeah, it's like, yeah. what are these shows where I feel like, you know, by the way, now those are the ne- shows. by the way, if you're Aaron Sorkin, uh, camper, if you're an Aaron Sorkin, hopeful camper out there working, working a job and with dreams of being a screenwriter, those are the shows that they're, everyone's gonna be looking for right now. <laughs> I kind of character driven, easy wash it, washy, oceany, uh, yeah. like, uh, Bruce Greenwoody, <laughs> nothing too intense. Right. Right. You know, like the mayor of East towns and the true detectives, those shows will come back here and there and we'll, we'll rave about them mm-hmm. from the Fleischmann's in trouble. But I do think by and large, and you know, audiences are going to want, you know, ensemble, mm. uh, you know, dramedies, you know, drama, but like, you know, people want to feel good. Yeah. They want to get, they want to hang with characters. I do think people really want to feel good. I think people are just, you know general. what? That's my problem with, uh, the bear. I, I it's a really good show. Uh, it's really well done. The guy we, we, he was supposed to do the last drop. He's really talented. And everybody on that, like, it's a good show. Sure, but sure. I don't have that, like, God, I'd love to hang out with these, these people. Like, I had with, you know, I don't know, like, The Sopranos. Uh, like, cousin, I don't know if you want to hang I, out I, with I them. Could, but... I could do a night with Cousin. <laughs> yeah, right, right. But, uh, like, I would, like, I, I have no desire to fucking work at that restaurant. I, I want to go to the restaurant. Me, I would, like to, I would like to dine at the restaurant. But I, I, there, there's something missing. There's, there's, a, there's a comfort that that show's lacking for me, like that Californication had. And I'm not saying Californication's better because Californication is just a fucking screwball show. I mean, but like, right. it, it was so goddamn fucking cozy, that show. Oh, the Bear just doesn't have that coziness, as good as it is. Right. No, no, no. It's totally, got good music totally. in it. But, but the, uh, incredible. The music supervisor on that should get an Really award. good. But, uh, um, but anyway, I can get into some shout outs. I actually only have two shout outs. Uh, so let's get into that right now, guys. Let's do this. Um, I have two shout outs to uh, whatever this is. Um, so I posted that meme the other day about uh, the girl, the Halloween costume. She's wearing that Joy oh, Division yeah. shirt. Yeah, yeah. And one of my followers, she probably doesn't even follow me anymore, got real fucking feist, feisty about it that like, I'm just making fun of, I'm just taking the piss out of women because I put a woman on there. <laughs> so she got real fired up. So I'm going to give a shout out to, because I don't engage if you're listening and you post negative comments, I'm not going to like respond to you. I have, I have better shit. Wow, negative comments. I got it. Oh my God. <laughs> so she she said, asserting your dominance by assuming women don't get things in an already male dominated culture is kind of dumb. 
There's nothing manly about posting this. I'm not even sorry that no one probably wants to bang you. It's well deserved. Wow. I was literally just making fun of people that wear Joy Division shirts. Right. That don't probably know who Joy Division is. Right. Like, or, that was yeah, literally. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It wasn't even thinking about. The my men versus women. It was literally like the first image that I found. Yeah, and she was just having a bad day. But yeah, clearly. Shout out, but, but so I don't engage, but I like when the followers engage and kind of clap back a little bit. <laughs> so that's a shout out to that's not my name today. Shout out. Shout out. Shout out, Joshzilla eighty seven. Shout out. <laughs> and shout out, Exuberation of Jubilee. They came shout to my. Out. They came to shout my out. defense. They came to your defense. <laughs> All right, I like it. Because I'm sorry, like I don't, I don't have time or the bandwidth to. Uh, to fucking fight back. But I'm just it's, shocked that somebody would attack the Camp Good Boy page. Well, this, a, I mean, you're a meme lord, and it's uh, and being a meme lord <laughs> is one of the most difficult uh, things to achieve. It's it's tough, and and I at no point am I trying to like make fun of wom- women at all. But but I will say this: most of the people that I see wearing Joy Division shirts, who I feel like don't know Joy Division, are usually like kind of basic, like like models. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who, yeah. Who again, it's right. like a and, fashion. And they probably thing. don't even know what the meaning behind the Joy Division is either. <laughs> right. Like the name of the band. I feel like any dude were, I've seen any dude I've seen wearing that shirt, I think knows who they are. Totally. totally. Uh, so like fucking. Get over it. Yeah. <laughs> so no, if but but the thing is, is if I if I uh, if I ooh. oh come on, Marston, get out of there. He's he's gonna get out. Um, if I engage with somebody with a negative comment and they. They beat me in the argument. Now I look like a fucking idiot. I'm no, getting, yeah, I'm getting, yeah, I'm yeah, getting yeah, dragged yeah. through the mud of my own page. No, look, it's an inc- <laughs> listen. It's an incredible. It's an incredible. Look, it's a, that's a real skill. Ooh. I mean, again, something I learned. You know, just keep your mouth shut. Something I learned in this strike. I got off the plane from New York on Monday. A reporter from the LA Times reached out to me and asked me if I had any comment about mm. the end of the strike. Ah. And I very like politely was just like, hey, you know, I don't have any comment. I don't want my name, and I don't want anything to do with it. And that was something I really learned. A lot about which is that nobody gives a shit. I'm, I remain a writer. Nobody really cares about my opinion. Uh, not, right, no, right. no, no, no. I mean, not in any public sphere. And God forbid, I, I, I get you know, like Ted Sarandos is walking down to the Great White, and he's got the LA Times, and he sees my name in the paper, and he's in a bad mood, and he's like, "This yeah. motherfucker." Right, and I'm right. sorry, like, you know, I know a lot of people will drag me. I've seen a lot of writers. Uh, really react strongly to being, you know, named for being outspoken during the strike. I respect all of them who were so outspoken, and many of them were really helpful and great. Mm-hmm. But I, you know, I am just more of a toe the line company guy, and I just I don't I didn't feel I didn't want to. God forbid I don't get a job because somebody saw something and was like, you know what, fuck right, that guy. right. I mean, I, I, I matched with this girl on uh, on a dating app, and I said that I hadn't been to the picket line that much, and she unmatched me. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Jesus. I was like, hey, all right. And I, I, like, I mean, I get it, but, like, you know, yeah, it, it took a lot to throw away my uh, sign that I didn't use that. Yeah. <laughs> I only used, like, three or four times. <laughs> hey, what do you, I'm sorry. Like, what do you want from me? Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. Um, but that's that. Hey, happy birthday to Brandon tomorrow. Oh my God. That's right. Jeez. Big, big birthday. Shout out. Uh, if you're in the room right now, Brandon, <laughs> Brandon, actually, Brandon, I'm flick, looking at flick, your picture. Flick my lights on and off. <laughs> uh, happy birthday, Brandon. Yeah, major happy birthday. Shout out. Shout out. Uh, and yeah, we, we, hey, made we should it. go to, uh, we should go to do, uh, a celebratory, uh, 
We could get a joint, celebrate Brandon's birthday and the end of the strike, Korean barbecue. We can do that. Yeah, we can do that next week. I'm t- let's go before I go back to work. <laughs> Maybe go to uh, the one and then get some beers, put them in plastic bags and, and sit go and, and go do some voyeuring. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we made it. Yeah, made God, it out of the made strike. It. Thanks for thanks for coming in on this very special It's Over podcast. Yeah, cameras. now we can get back to uh, political pods. Yeah, we can go back to political pods. <laughs> we can go back to some COVID potting. Uh, we sh- I'll be going. I'll be in Virginia. I'll be back on the farm in Virginia in November, so we can do like an episode where I'm back on the farm. Oh, and I'm sure uh, Robert. There's no way Robert Duvall will be there. He's definitely on the picket line. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> He's on those we'll, Richmond we'll, picket yeah, lines. We'll find dudes, yeah, like picketing <laughs> outside of the the state capital in Richmond. Uh, uh, so that's that. All right, um, all right, guys. Uh, Take care, campers. Have a good weekend. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.